Welcome into Can We Just Talk? My name is Troy DiSavino, your host. Again, we are the show where it doesn't matter if you're living under a rock, because if you do, that's all right. We'll fill you in on what you missed from this past week's biggest events, stories, and developments in a nice casual conversation. Again, my name is Troy DiSavino. This week, we are joined alongside by Austin DiSavino, Lucas DiSavino, Richie Walbrock, Charlie Walbrock, Stephen Rudden, and most importantly, Jacob Berg. We've got a lot of stuff to get to today, uh, including a story about a town who is changing their explicit name to something not that much better, but you'll have to wait for that one. Uh, we've got history being made as the first woman player is, is stepping in to play for a Power 5 football team in the NCAA. Um, we've got virtual jail visits out in California, a new step helping prisoners connect with family members and loved ones during this pandemic time. We've got a presidential pardon coming from Trump. And is Black Friday the newest victim, the latest victim of the COVID pandemic? That's a lot of stuff to get to, so let's get rolling on today's episode. New this week, uh, a big name change coming for an Austrian village. Um, It's a joke-wary name that was having a lot of issues for the people who actually lived there. So the name, I don't want to say it specifically. Um, I'll spell it out. It was F-U-C-K-I-N-G. It was the actual... Fucking! That was the village name. Uh, that was a big issue. These the, the residents of this town and village, they were getting a little annoyed with, with people constantly making fun of the village name that they were home, that they call home. Um, the solution to that, it was we heard on January 1st this year, they will be changing the name to Fugging. F-U-G-G-I-N-G. I don't know how much better that is. Still seems like it's going to be kind of controversial. Now you're just going to get made fun of for sounding like the F word instead of actually being the F word. Um, I'd love to get your your guys' take on this right away as we are losing, you know, a very awesome named village starting in 2020. So, Lucas, what's your what's your what's your take on this? They're going from fucking to fudging. What could they only afford two letters? <laughs> like, what is the? Why would they go through all that trouble to change the name if it's going to sound the same? You know, th- that's not really changing the name because in Brooklyn, that's how you say fucking like this fucking guy. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Like, why wouldn't you change it to anything that doesn't start with an F? I don't know. Well, so how how does a town change its name? Was there a vote? It's a good question. Yeah. You know, it's Jacob. Do you have? I know you already read the article too. So from CNN. I have I have some stats on this for you. I had to go to Wikipedia for this one. So let's see here. Uh, so first in in 1070, so nearly a thousand years ago, it the spelling was. Uh, and then they spe- changed it to. Can you spell that? Can you use it in that? a sentence, please. please B u c c h i n g e n. That was 1070. Yep, that was my guess. Um, and then 1303, they changed it to fuckching, which basically just the C and the K switched. <laughs> okay. So and then in in 15 in 1532. Change it to Fug King, which is like F U G K H I N G. Okay. And then they changed it to the modern spelling of fucking in the 18th century. <laughs> so it's the name is doesn't go all the way back to uh, its roots, but it's been uh, something close to that ever since uh, 1070, which is which is a pretty interesting. So the the town has around a hundred residents. Um, it's made a bit of a tourist attraction. There's a welcome sign 
um, that roughly says like, welcome to fucking. Um, so that's become a tourist attraction for people passing by. For that reason, they kind of wanted to change it. It's, I don't know if you guys have seen like Shit's Creek. I know that was kind of like a similar thing that they had going on there. People taking pictures in front of- Oh, that's a really shitty show, right? That's a Shit's really Creek. bad show. Shit's Creek's a good show. It's a good show. It's really so bad. people take pictures that's in front of- a funny of, show. People take pictures in front of a sign where, you know, there's people having, um, you know, doing the deed. So this is kind of a, um, a similar draw to, so, and, and you know, they're, they're deciding to change it. They don't want people stopping in front of their exit to take pictures of the sign and they don't want that publicity. Yeah, they, they in the article they mentioned that the sign was getting stolen so often that I guess they had to put a permanent fixture up. They actually had a um, a short run uh, before I Love New York came out. I Love New York actually stole that from fucking. So fucking's uh, tourist slogan was I love fucking, and they sold that on shirts. So but is, then, that, is that true? Or that's absolutely. It was on true. Wikipedia. It's on Wikipedia. Actually, no, it was on Wikipedia. So keep in mind, you know, we are a uh, an updated news source. We try to provide the the fair and honest truth of everything. Um, so we will not you know, get into litigation with New York stealing. It's a joke. It's a joke. Our, I can't make what, a joke. What's the mission statement? Uh, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Holy media. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's. I read that. I think I it's. In. I think it was I'm something sure about the. That was on. Pretty sure the mission note. statement is don't mess up a good joke. And don't forget your comb. Yes. Well. We'll kind of slide over, we'll transition um, and away from that comic story of a town called fucking. Fucking. Um, <laughs> Don't you think that's gonna make it worse though? And when Don't people you think? ask, like, hey, where are you I was from? Gonna... They go, fucking, they're like, whoa, whoa, easy, I'm just asking. Ultimately, yeah, but if somebody, if you're gonna change the name, like I'm looking at the article here, people are saying that they want to change the name because they don't like being made fun of anymore, but now they're changing it to fucking, they're on their heels, it's just gonna make it worse, right? Yeah. They should have named steer... it fucking. Yeah, steering to the curve or something. I don't there know, has... I just feel... That's that why going? I asked in the beginning. Could they only change two letters? Like, did they there, not pull there one has together? To be, there has to be some meaning to it. I mean, it's in Austria. You know, it's maybe, only a hundred people. Maybe there's some meeting. Maybe it's they like should have a name. Zoom meeting about this. Honestly, it's a movie theater. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. All right, it's a small riot. Moving, moving on. Uh, there's big news um, coming from the Power Five conferences um, in college athletics. This one specifically on the historical event of a woman becoming the first uh, woman to play in a Power Five football game. There's the opportunity of that happening. Uh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt Sarah Fuller is poised to become the first woman to play in a Power Five football game ever. Um, this is kind of a, a huge story. She was a women's soccer player um, and she transitioned to play over for Vanderbilt's football team. Again, if you're not familiar, the Power Five conferences includes the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, the SEC, and the Pac-12. These are widely regarded as the most competitive college athletic programs in the country. Um, this is, you know, you look at major league sports, it's, you have the major leagues, the minor leagues, the power five conferences are mostly looked at as the, the highest level you can get to compete in, in professional sports or uh, amateur sports, I should say. Um, so this is, this is a really big deal. Uh, Sarah Fuller quoted, she said, let's make history. Um, this is a monumental step uh, for women. So this is uh, a really awesome update we've seen come out from over the weekend. Jacob? I just wanted to make uh, one thing. I don't think you're, you're giving her quite enough credit there. I, she's not only uh, transferred over from the soccer team, but she just transferred over last week. Uh, wow. She's actually the starting goalie. Just helped her team win the uh, SEC for the first time since I believe 
The article said 1994. So helps their team to uh, a big conference win and now coming over to the football team to be able to help out. And that's that's definitely impressive just to be able to, you know, flip sports so quickly. I think what, too, is, she, what is she playing? Nose tackle? Center? I think, I think kicker, kicker, right? <laughs> I, I think, too, like people underestimate how hard it is to kick a football accurately. I don't know if anyone saw a couple years ago, Katie Nolan, who's an ESPN personality, invited some people on Twitter who have, were calling out like the Bears kicker to try kicking on their own, and all of them failed. Hilarious. Um, it was so funny. Tremendously hard. I'm very excited to see this. I think this is a very exciting opportunity um, for, for some type of um, crossover here, inclusion here. I think this is a tremendous step forward. Uh, and it's really hard. Kicking is, I, I could not do it. There's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of mechanics. It's a lot of repetition. It's, it's intense. So more power to her. Really excited she, for this. She said she's going to be wearing the phrase play like a girl on the back of her helmet cool. during the game. It's in support of a nonprofit that encourages girls to play sports and get exposure to STEM opportunities. So, you know, it's a huge step um, for all the Power Five, you know, for, for all uh, female athletes out there that want to take the next step and, you know, be included in, in, in the grander stage of athletics in this nation. So it's a, it's a huge step as we kind of transition and start to see some new faces in college athletics. So any other, any other thoughts? I mean, I thought college was hard enough, just college. Yeah. And then playing a, a sport on top well, of it. Well, think about this. She's playing too. She just got, she just That's got done I'm with saying. She just got done with soccer. I was worried week. about forgetting my shower shoes and she's like, you know, making ESPN headlines. So I will say it's interesting. I know this isn't the case for her, for the SEC for Vanderbilt. Um, but watching athletics take place in the Big Ten, um, in the Pac-12, you do you're seeing a lot of these soccer athletes transition over to football for the kicking position because those conferences aren't the only the only athletics programs that are happening in this fall are football. Um, so the conference those the players from those soccer teams don't have a place to play. So I wanted to fully explain why that yeah. transition's happening, and now you're seeing soccer players in football. It's Austin had his hand up, and I'm gonna cut him off because I don't respect him. Um, my, my question is, I didn't really understand most of the words you used during this segment. I've understood about 12 of them. What 12? Um, mainly, it was names of the people on this podcast. <laughs> okay. uh, so if we can, I, I'm just lost. I'm not so a let me, guy. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I also think there's a good point you make there with a lot of soccer players transitioning over to football. I think that's a great thing because they're finally playing a real sport. Um, so that's that's a tremendous move because they, they're probably good athletes, but they're wasting their time kicking around a, a ball on a pitch, as they call it. And so, if, if you want to hear more about soccer, go listen to Polar Soccer because there will be a podcast. You keep saying that. soccer and then football, and I, I don't know are, are, what's going on here. Like, There's only one football. is a real sport. Soccer is uh, something you do at recess. Oh, so you guys are in the American We bubble. needed Nikki on this on this topic. Oh, Steven got upset. He left. Well, he'll be back. He'll be back. And Jacob, you play, you know, you play collegiate football. You play at that level. Have you ever tried going out there to, to kick a field goal? Can, can you tell us how hard, just how hard it is? It's it's tough. It's tough. It's definitely something that you think is, is a lot easier before you try it. I think that, you know, a lot more people than you think, like, yeah, you can, you can kick it maybe in from the 10-yard line. But the skills needed as a kicker, you really need to get really good height on the ball to get over the defensive line and even your offensive line in front of you. Uh, so that's, I think, uh, a skill that most people don't think about when it comes to place kicking. 
you have to be able to kick the ball very high uh, off the ground, uh, just in a short distance. California, they're offering virtual visits for prisoners. Uh, this is a new advancement in how they're allowing um, guests. It's about to get kinky. Uh, guests, <laughs> guests visit the prisoners. Um, this is, like I said, this is happening in the Golden State. Um, they're now joining others that have made it easier for prisoners to connect with loved ones during the coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, if you, as you can imagine, there were a lot of restrictions coming into prisons. At the beginning of this of pandemic, we were seeing massive outbreaks. Um, inside of these facilities just because super close quarters um you're living with another person in a cell most times so it, it gets you know really complicated um so now california prisons released early in some cases yeah and california prisons will uh, now offer virtual visits for incarcerated people joining other states making it making it easier for inmates to stay connected with family and friends during the coronavirus pandemic the state's departments of corrections and rehabilitation said in november 20th uh, news release that the initiative will launch a five prisons on November 8th, uh, November 28th and 29th, with each eligible inmate, eligible inmate allowed a free 30-minute virtual visit every 30 days. The program will expand to more institutions by the end of 2020, according to the department's website. 30 minutes um, on a Zoom call or whatever program they may be using, they get that once a month, wow. and they're going to start spreading that out. So no I'm time, no time for foreplay. <laughs> you got to get right down to it. <laughs> I'm surprised. It to be honest, that it took this long. I, I, you know, I kind of expected that would have happened earlier. It's got to be tough over the past several months. So, Austin, your thoughts? It, I, uh, this is great and all. I think this is a little bit of a fluff. Um, fluff. I, I think they could probably do better for for their inmates. I'd rather states and governments spend money on fixing the corrupt prison system that has uh, targeted incarceration. Um, so there's probably nothing that can really make me feel good about it's probably, the system it's probably doesn't setting. cost money i mean it's probably just like all right so do more of it i mean that sounds like a separate topic <laughs> is there issues with the jail system in the united states yes yes does that have anything to do with zoom meetings for inmates no no <laughs> no but they could be doing a better job than this that's all i'm saying oh uh, here we go this kind of reminds me of um the actor i always forget his name and he's christopher in, walken he's in um uh father's watch Oh God! Uh, what is he in? Uh, Come on, Troy. You podcast. know what it is. You know what this it is. This is good content. Uh, what's it called? Uh, not not just go with it. Something right, about Brandy. drinking. Oh, The Hangover. So it's kind of like that scene. Oh, and you're the looking hangover. for an actor, and you come out with a movie. <laughs> Jacob, your thoughts? Yeah, I I want to echo what uh, Austin's saying. What I, I agree with him that there are definitely you know bigger changes that need to happen. Uh, but I do agree that this is something that's beneficial, something I think that probably should have been happening already. I mean, you know, just for people who may not have, you know, ease of access, ease of transportation to get to the prison for visits or, or a whole, whatever, um, whatever the meetings that are going on, I think that it, it definitely makes sense to have this as an option for the inmates. Steven, any thoughts on this one? 
I'm going to align with your original sentiment saying that I can't believe it took this long to be yeah. in effect. You think this would be widespread already, especially with the amount of incarceration. But again, that's a different topic. And again, just 30 minutes once a week, one minute a day, practically, you can equate yeah. that to. It just seems, yeah. yeah, it seems like there could be more than that. But again, it's, I think, other I think you're right. It's surprising this didn't happen earlier. And this is, Years 30, ago. Minutes, um, this is 30 minutes th- every 30 days. Yeah. So like it's it, it makes you wonder what has it been like to be a prisoner for over the past for the past pandemic without visits being allowed you couldn't zoom your family and this is this is also california keep that in mind so this is like the more progressive department system that is coming and putting this in place there's yeah. the majority of, i mean all states except for california so far are really not doing most of these things so it's it's got to be a really tough experience for a lot of these prisoners that have had to you know go through not seeing family or friends and not even being able to have the chance to zoom as most jail as most people have had to at least have the opportunity to speak to people over the phone you know they've had pretty much no contact they've been completely cut off so it's it's got to be crazy and again i don't know this off the top of my head but how often or how much frequent phone time do they get in prison i don't know yeah how often do they allow i'm sure there's a window that they can do they, them, do they give them kleenexes or like anything like what's going on here i mean come austin, on austin thoughts? what if it's with their siblings i i just um they could be doing better i think this is a good step it's not a good enough step in, in my book um i think this is news worth worth reporting um but i think there's other pieces of the prison system that we could be talking about oh, but again i just want to say thank you troy for having myself and steven on um we're part of deep fried medicine a podcast <laughs> yeah. I, I encourage everyone to subscribe to and you guys can talk about the hard-hitting facts of what's wrong with the with prison that, system there. that is a topic that we that's that's a, i know we like to joke around i like to joke around but steven and i do like to have um some more um conversations that have have a little bit more minutiae and and um and time to delve into single topics rather than minutia. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you today by the word minutia. <laughs> Nobody knows what it fucking means, but it's brought to you. Yeah. Um, minutia. I would just like to agree exactly with what uh, Lucas is saying right now. Minutia. He's actually still saying it behind me while I'm speaking. If he, you can probably hear it. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Troy, for having um, Nikki Brzezina, John Brzezina, <laughs> so and I, Richard Welbrock. Um, <laughs> And it's funny that we're on the show because we actually have another show. It's All called right. Polar Music. It comes out every Friday What's at 6 p.m. You guys that? should check it out. So if you so want, lost. I'm sorry, I'll put, a, I'll put a warning in there to skip through like four straight minutes of absolute plugging. Um, you know, usually we can spread it out a little plugging. bit. Troy, isn't that sex but... term? Plugging? <laughs> kind of a Troy, no one wants to talk about plugging. We need to keep so it. So keeping, keeping, keep keeping weekly update. Weekly update. No, they're switching oh, it. It's pegging. not plugging. It's, yeah, it's plucking now. They changed the two letters. No, Plucking? gerbiling, gerbiling. I thought yeah, that was a town. So, <laughs> earlier this week, Prairie we saw down. we saw some some big news coming out of the White House. Um, oh, here we Donald go. Donald Trump is made an official pardon of, of Michael Flynn, uh, ending cases ending his case of, with the Justice Department. Um, Michael Flynn was originally. I mean, Jacob, I know you read this. Do you want to get the specifics? Because I know you're reading up on a lot of this. We've had a lot of conversations about the whole Michael Flynn situation with Russia and the Mueller report. So do you want to kind of debrief everybody on that? Yeah, yeah. I I did skim the article. From what it seems like, it seems like uh, Flynn was getting in trouble uh, for possibly lying to the FBI um, when it was time to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 election. Uh, I think initially he pled guilty and then 
there are a, a bunch of legal aspects at play uh, where his case is still going on. Um, but eventually it got to the point where uh, Bill Barr and the DOJ are getting involved. Um, and there is definitely some questions of the, um, really the independence of judges when it comes to the DOJ. Um, but to me, my, my big takeaway was I'm, I'm surprised it kind of took this long. This, this case has been in and out of the news since about 2016, 2017 now. Uh, I'm surprised that Trump didn't pardon him a lot earlier, especially, um, I guess it wasn't recently, but uh, a few months ago, a few months back, seeing Trump's uh, strong support uh, for Michael Flynn. Um, but I guess, you know, there are some aspects of the legal system that I am uh, not uh, knowledgeable about. So it could be something there. Yeah. And I think it's uh, a lot of the way a lot of people are taking this pardon is kind of, you know, Donald Trump getting ready to transition out of office. He's kind of, you know, getting all of his ducks in a row, making sure he gets the people, some, the people on his side or in his, his pocket, I guess you could yep. say, um, justice in his mind, he's kind of taking that executive power and being like, all right, you know, don't worry about what you did. You did it for me. So he's kind of pardoning him on that. So this is kind of a sign that it looks like Donald Trump is getting ready for that transition out of office. So in the meantime, he's doing whatever he can to, you know, make right for whatever everyone who stuck their neck out for him and kind of, you know, found themselves in jail because of what really happened during the 2016 election. Um, this was a really big topic that we heard a lot about in the Mueller report. Um, Michael Flynn was one of the big names, as you said, Jacob, coming out of that Mueller report. Um, so it's, I don't think I was really surprised. And I think we wouldn't have seen him pardoned, honestly, for another four years, had it not been for Joe Biden winning this election. Had Donald Trump won this election, I don't think we'd be seeing him getting a pardon until 2024. Um, just because I don't think Trump wanted to make that move because it looks kind of bad for him um, until he knew that his time in office was coming to an end. So I think besides the, the actual fact that a pardon happened for Michael Flynn and he's being absolved of whatever he did or of lying to the FBI, uh, besides that, I think the real big takeaway from this is Donald Trump, I think we're gonna be seeing a lot of pardons over the coming weeks. Um, I think we're gonna start to see Donald Trump using every last bit of power he has in his final month of office. So it's, it's gonna be interesting. I think every single week where we have this discussion, there'll be someone else who had received a pardon in the past week. Um, so we'll have to see what this means, but I think that's a big takeaway. Yeah, I don't exactly. I don't, I don't think this is very surprising. I think we've known and we've seen through the past couple months that um, Donald Trump is going to go through this process of losing and leaving office, uh, kicking and screaming like a petulant child that is not getting what they want. He's not going to make it easy. He's going to do it in a self-serving way. And I just want to clarify, when you say stuck your, he's taking care of the people that stuck their neck out for him. Lied for him. He's taking care of people that broke the law yeah. and did uh, illegal things. Yep. So I think we have, you know, a president with a mobster mentality who has no regard for human life, no regard for ethics or anything like that. And we're just seeing continued actions of what we've seen over the past four plus years um so none of it none of it is surprising it's just all disappointing jacob you got something yeah yeah that was a good point austin i just wanted to go back to what troy was saying when he uh was talking about you know every every week there's we might uh see some more pardons if i believe it was last week that we talked about the uh possibility of trump pardoning himself or maybe that was two weeks back 
Uh, but you know, feel free to go check out our older episodes if you want to. That's a good plug. Thank you, Jacob, for making a, a good plug. Thank you. What was wrong with our plugs? You didn't make a plug. Make one right now. Make one right now. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to listen to the problem is. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, so I think we're going to be seeing a lot more action, um, a lot more executive order over the last two weeks. He's going to try, like I said, try to get every last bit out. And to what Austin, you said, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, stuck their nose out. Again, they did break the law. It's kind of just like they took the bullet for Trump because they, they I think they knew that Trump was going to, you know, save them in the end. And they, it was what they thought was worth it. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of the redemption part that Trump is redeeming what all those people did for them by using his executive power to take them out of jail and pardon their, everything they've done. You know, it's I think it's interesting that that's even something a president can do. I think it's kind of like a get out of jail free card. It seems kind of funny that that's a thing that someone in this country can actually do. They can just completely absolve someone for a crime they committed just because they're the president and they say so. Um, doesn't seem too democratic to me. So, I mean, your guys' thoughts on that, Stephen? I'd like to get your opinion on this this whole um, report. I have to align with a lot of what was said. Uh, Jacob said that it was surprising that it took this long. I think it was because Trump thought that he was going to have four more years in office. And if he waited a couple of more years to do this, it wouldn't be causing so much of an outcry now. Uh, again, with what Troy said, I think now um, seeing that he only does have two more months, he is trying to fill, fulfill these promises for the people that did go on trial and pretty much lie and admit to lying to the FBI for him um, as far as the communications with Russia go. Um, in light of a president being able to just dismiss, yeah, it might be something worth looking into The because it was so soon after in grand scheme of things, it does kind of look like it was a prearranged behind closed doors but heavy lies the crown I guess that's Brodus any other closing thoughts you have on it? Does? Uh, that pretty much rounds it out it's I'd be repeating it's, it's disappointing this is he it, we've said it before like Jacob said on earlier episodes the office of the president of the United States uh, your ethical standards and your personal standards should be held higher than everyone else and it's again it's just disappointing disappointing that that is who america chose in 2016 um but even that's up uh up to debate i mean yeah so we're not gonna go into you know I, we're not gonna go into 2016 problems you know I, I just i don't think it was too surprising i think it was i think we all knew this was gonna happen i think there's a bunch of other people on that list that we're gonna see get that pardon soon um it just really has to do with when trump realized uh, he's going to be leaving office. You I think, think Tiger King's going to get one? I don't think so. Joe Exotic? Joe Exotic should get one. I don't think maybe. I mean, is Joe there a Exotic limit? No, he, he there, hired someone to kill Carol Baskin. You don't there, know that. Is there, a, is there a limit on pardons? Can you only do like five? Is there like a cool down? Oh, I'm not sure. 40 seconds. I think Tiger King, Tiger King's too far out of the public eye now. Yeah. Yeah. I know, it's unfortunate because he started out with this pandemic and it's yep. almost going to be a year on it. That was season the, one of the pandemic. Yeah. So you're the first part with toilet paper and Tiger yeah. King. Take me back. Mo- moving away from the from the White House, um, we are you know recording this on Black Friday. It's been one of the weirdest Black Fridays um, in recent history, probably of all time. Uh, Black Friday, the day where most people, it's I, it's kind of ironic. The day after we're being thankful for everything we have in our life, you know, the, it's the worst the, holiday in the, the world. The non-objects, the people, the relationships. Um, 
the day within 24 hours after that is the biggest consumer day of the year. Like Not even 24 hours. Think, look at last year. Stores opened at 10 p.m. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Same day. It's, it, it, it spreads over. So this year, that wasn't happening. There wasn't midnight openings. Good job, America. Target and Walmart were not opening at midnight. They weren't opening at 6 p.m. the day before on Good job, America. Um, so this year, they weren't doing that. I think Target opened at 6 a.m. Walmart opened at 5 a.m. Um, and this year is going to be really different. Um, there's a lot of reports that Black Friday sales in retail locations are going to be way down um, for the reason that retails, retail locations are kind of spreading the sales out for the entire month. Um, they're making it, you know, all of November, not all of November, like half of November, all of December leading up to, to Christmas. Um, and for that reason, they're expecting less volume in the store at one time. And that was that was by design. I think, you know, they didn't want everyone coming in there at, at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving. So they kind of spread it out. I don't know if that actually will work because now you're gonna have a lot of people going in all month long. Um, but that was at least the idea, right? They didn't want people lining up at midnight. I don't know. Troy, I know uh, you and uh, your brothers tend to go out on Black Friday, try to get uh, some of the deals in, some of the holiday shopping Whoa. done. What did you guys do this year? Well, I want to clarify, we don't go out you're looking at it to, sh to shop. We go out to people watch normally so we go out we do walk around and if there is a good deal we'll snag it well, richie likes to wear a red shirt and go to target yeah richie likes to wear a red shirt go to target and pretend yes, to help I people do. but but we do like to go out um and people watch we're not one of those some of those people that like line up at six o'clock but this year we did not do anything we did we did this we're doing this we bought pokemon cards that was it yeah well i'm kind of bummed oh shit. like you said jacob that's like I one of my yeah, that's usually one of my favorite nights. Um, and from a perspective of someone who works in the industry, Stephen, what was, I mean, you were at the stores today. Um, right. what, what was it like? You were in the foxhole. I was going to say, believe it or not, um, it was the madness. The specific store I work at is Home Depot, you know, just one of life's winners. Oh, and gosh. we extended uh, the sales till November. Um, but today that didn't really halt anybody and whatnot. They expected different deals and whatnot. I guess word of mouth didn't get spread about the extension or extension of the sales. But yeah, we still demolished the store plan and whatnot. People were going everywhere. You know, I'm kind of, I was kind of bummed because I missed out on Black Friday last year. Black Friday is usually like my favorite night of Cyber Monday. Yeah, but well, I, Black Friday is usually one of my favorite nights because it's just kind of fun to go out. It's crazy hectic. It's like going to see a midnight movie, but everyone's running around at 2 a.m. at Walmart. Um, and you know, last year didn't get to do that. This year again, didn't get to do it. So I'm excited for next year and what it's like to bounce Wait, where back. were you last year that you couldn't go? Uh, I was stuck in the Fort Lauderdale stuck. airport. No, sleeping. you were in the Bahamas. No, I was, on this... a, I was on a business trip. I was all right, coming back all right, from, all right. from Look, the Bahamas. What's more important is not the Black Friday sales, but Black Friday means it is officially time to hang up those Christmas decorations. Yes. And that's what I did today. I hung up my Christmas decorations. I saw the lights and it was just Christmas spirit out the wazoo. Any end of year holidays, it's a good time to start celebrating them. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas. What's the one from Oh, my uh, bad. Yeah, holiday lights. Holiday lights. My bad, not Christmas lights. Holiday lights. I forgot. Festivus. 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 No, I'm just saying, it's a good time to start celebrating everything. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go vomit in my mouth. Jacob, when, is, we, when does Hanukkah kick off this year? I think it's either the 14th or the 15th. I don't know off the top of my head. It's for seven but days. I, yeah, yeah. Did uh, Is the article here about uh, consoles or uh, are we just talking about Black Friday? But I, you know, I was, I was just kind of bringing up the fact it looks like 
Black Friday is just like the most recent victim of the COVID-19 pandemic. Like it just is getting kind of killed this year. Um, yeah, yeah, totally agree. Just wanted to, another shameless plug. If you guys want to hear our our thoughts on some of the consoles, we did a nice little segment on that uh, last week. Well, to, to that point, Jacob, there's GameStops had some consoles it was i didn't realize like how little they had i i don't know if this is what it was like in past releases and maybe richie and charlie who's also joining us can kind of fill me in on this but GameStops had like two playstation fives and like four xboxes do they only always have that little amount why did i think they had like 30 consoles um charlie was actually just talking to me about this earlier today charlie what are your thoughts on that um when we went to the target when we went to the Target, they were completely out of all consoles, all new generation consoles in the cases. Yeah. Um, Charlie, six years younger than me, his voice deeper than mine, I'd say, already. I'm just, I'd just like to point that out. And yeah, I agree with you. We went to Target to get Pokemon cards. We didn't see a single Xbox One. I didn't see any... Um, PlayStation 5s at all. I mean, it's kind of happy about that because it's a crappier console. It's a printer. It is a printer. It's very ugly. Um, so honestly, that'd be pretty cool if they just stopped making them. Maybe they maybe they just, did. Just done. Yeah, maybe they well, just done. Yeah. The the GameStop locations I was seeing, and these were the, like the only people I saw lining up because what else is going to get people to line up at 8 p.m. the day before is you know the new gen consoles or so, ice cream so there was there was GameStops where people were lining up and on the door of the GameStop it just said like we have two PlayStation 5s that's it I just that seems super low to me why did I think when they launched last time that they, people buy all of them and hoard them I was gonna say Lucas you're absolutely right and that was gonna be my next question is that because of the pandemic or is that because of what they call bot buying where one person somehow gets in and buys 30 I've seen countless articles of people having 20 plus of these consoles and then they um mark up the price and then sell them out of their vans that yeah that could be it too I and mean, that's just like another way black friday is suffering this year right like i feel like yeah. when the last consoles came out around the same time i remember like the xbox one was way more accessible on black friday it wasn't like a weird thing like it wasn't a crazy rare thing for you to have to go out on black friday and actually have a chance to come home with one of those this uh, year like no one's coming home with them because they're just super limited and i think you're right steven because i think they launched a couple weeks or a week ago or so and i saw a lot of articles saying like bots were buying thousands of playstation 5s and just people were just reselling them for triple double the price that they were marked as so that could Make be another back. way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. covid bots, the frequency of it low yeah. supply for payback of those different people, I, hope, I hope no one buys those consoles from them and i hope they just get stuck with like 30 PlayStation. nobody nobody i really hope that's what happens that would be great like, yeah, like people returning all the toilet paper they bought. Nope, sorry. Nope. So I, we can hope that is, but it's it's just a, it's been a weird Black Friday, a day that usually like there's don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of people at the stores. Stephen, like you said, um, I think the tradition of the going out at midnight that's something that we didn't get to see this year. That's something that's usually really fun to be a part of and kind of get to watch as people are running around at 2 a.m. in Target. Um, so kind of missed out on that this year. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of seeing it bleed into Thanksgiving. So that's that was something that was good that came out of this. But you know, like I said, it kind of just looked like uh, like the Black Friday was just the most recent victim of COVID-19. But I think that's going to do it for us here on this episode. Um, I thank you guys again for joining us. Austin DiSimino, Lucas DiSimino, Richie Welbrock, Charlie Welbrock, Stephen Rudden, and myself, Troy DiSimino. Uh, this was Can We Just Talk? Thank you for listening. We got more content. 
and Jacob Burke. Did I not say you? Wow! Jacob? Wow! Wait, one more time. Oh, this guy. Hold on, hold on. We'll do it again. I'm this was. This was. This was. This was. This was. Can we just talk? Hosted. The main host being Jacob Berg, and then there are some other people on it as well. Fucking. Um, again, this is Can We Just Talk. We got more content coming out next week, as well as some other that. polar media shows, uh, Deep Fried Medicine, Polar Music, both new episodes out now, so make sure to go listen. Again, this was Can We Just Talk.